When I was in high school, I was a competitive swimmer, and we would oftentimes, or, or every time we would gather to swim or to lift weights, we would stretch. And I never really did my stretching with any kind of intention, um, and most of the time I was goofing off. Um, I would put my hand over my head and do all the things, but you know, as our team doctors were really stressed to us, uh, the, the stretching was vitally important to warming up our muscles and preparing us for the workouts that we had um, every single time we gathered together. I can remember in January of 1989, that, uh, that fateful day of my career uh, as a swimmer, I was um, there at the pool. It was a cold day, and it was a little harder to stretch that day because everything was cold, but I was goofing off once again and, and really didn't uh, follow the directions of our coaches and our doctors in, in our stretching. And I was with my friends, and we were laughing and having a good time, which is an important aspect of being on a swim team, but it was much more important that we stretched properly. We immediately went from the stretching, or in my case, the lack of stretching, and went into the, uh, the weight room, and I was then um, put underneath the, the uh, bar to do, um, to do some, some bench pressing, and um, it was a day that we were maxing out on weight, and so I had a significant amount of weight on the bar, and I pushed up on it, and with my muscles cold and unstretched, I could hear and I could feel the, the bicep muscle of my shoulder tear. And immediately the weights dropped and, and, um, and there was these loud shouts of pain. It was in that moment that I realized that, um, that the stretching that I hadn't done was exactly what the, the team doctors had said, vitally important to my health and well-being. And it was in that moment also that I realized that I had a long road of recovery ahead of me, um, of which I never really did recover. And then over the period of weeks that, that spring, um, one school after another that I had been given scholarships to revoked their scholarship. And also my Olympic dreams had been dashed in that moment. I share that story because I think it's important for us to realize that we are called to be stretched. And I don't need to share with you this reality, but I bet all of you are nodding at home when I say, we over the last four and a half to five months have been stretched and we continue to be stretched. We have been called into action and inaction in numerous ways and in different ways. We've been asked to wear masks. We've been asked to sanitize our hands. We've been asked to stay home and then to go out carefully and then to stay home and then to go out carefully and then to stay home. And, and it seems like we're, we're on this roller coaster of, of being stretched into new places and new ways of being and new ways to, to act within our society. You know, this past week I walked into the, the church building here and, and even the carpet to be perfectly placed in the sanctuary, which it is, it's absolutely beautiful and I can't wait for you all to come back and see it. It had to be stretched in order to actually be placed perfectly where it is and so that there were no ripples in it. Our life lately has been full of ripples and full of places where we have been invited to be stretched. I think God is in the midst of us, and God is inviting us into these moments of being stretched, 
moments of discovering anew who God is in our life and and who are the people around us that we need to be caring for, new ways of looking at how our Christian faith calls us into action and how we can take that action in, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of an economic downturn, in the midst of racial tensions, and in the midst of political unrest. There's a lot going on, but we're called to be stretched. The story that I just read from the Gospel of Matthew, which also occurs in the Gospel of Mark, is a story of stretching, I believe. You see, the Canaanite woman shouldn't even known, had known where Jesus was, but somehow she discovered where he was and, and shouldn't have even been in the same place as Jesus, but went to him, shouldn't have even talked to him, but was stretched enough and, and, and was wanting his, his blessing and the healing for her daughter so greatly that she reached out to him in ways that were unheard of in the society in which she lived and Jesus lived. She stretched She reached out to God and God alone and was seeking mercy and peace and healing. And we could end the story there and feel very good about it, uh, but the reality is is that the story goes on and gives us some insight into um, how Jesus was stretched in this moment as well. At first, he dismisses her. He dismisses her by not even talking to her because they weren't supposed to be talking with one another. And we, we discover then that, that Jesus is in his own stretching process of living fully into this mission that God has given him. And in the, the young part of his ministry, he may not have fully known how to react to someone that he shouldn't be even reacting to or talking to. Yet she is persistent and goes to the disciples. And the disciples get kind of irked by this woman as well, and they come back to Jesus and say, send her on her way, do something, she is bugging us. And Jesus says no, and the woman comes back to her, back to Jesus and says, you know, have mercy on me, Lord, help me. And then they have this this interesting interchange about dogs where if we, again, were to end the story there and realize that Jesus actually called this woman a dog or compared her to a dog, that we would have this weird notion of our Lord and Savior um, calling someone a dog. But his journey doesn't end there, and neither does the story end there. And I think we need to stretch our hearts and minds around this story a little bit and, and realize what Jesus is actually saying he may not be calling her a dog directly, but he is saying that, that when we don't stretch towards God, when, when we're in a state of, of unrest and we choose to follow ways of the world, we will then be, we will eat or consume anything that comes our way that can make us feel good. You see, when, when I had a dog, we would put anything on the ground and the dog would eat it. We would send the dog outside, and even if it would make our dog Peyton sick, he would eat it. He, he ate everything, and we had to really monitor what he ate and how he ate because he would overeat, he would eat anything, and some of it may not have been good for him. I think that's what Jesus is trying to share with us today is that in the midst of the crises that we face in our life, we, we have choices that we can make and we can, we can be like a dog and eat anything and feel good in the moment yet be sick in the long run, or we can reach out and be stretched 
towards God. And like I said, the story doesn't end there, thankfully. The story ends with Jesus turning to the woman and saying, great is your faith. Great is your faith. Your daughter has been healed. And isn't that what we need to be reminded of this day? That in the midst of all the changes and and varied ways of the world and the things that are going on in the midst of us, that there, there are still things that are constant with us. God's love is constant. God's healing presence is constant. God's grace and forgiveness is constant. God's joy is constant. And as we are stretched and pulled and pushed in our lives, we are reminded this day that we are to stretch towards God, to reach constantly towards Him. Now, that's difficult to do, and reality sometimes sets in in the midst of these uh, varied and, and changing times. Yesterday at Sidewalk Saturday, we, we saw a gentleman come to us who was very physically and emotionally mentally distressed. And, um, and that, that isn't something new for us, for in the midst of this pandemic, we've seen more and more people where, where their, their physical ailments and their, their mental challenges that, that they are, have always struggled with are, are coming more and more to the surface and, and are coming out for us to see. And, and it's, it's difficult then for us to figure out how we are to be present with, with folks. This gentleman was having a very difficult time standing up, and so we brought him a chair separated from, from the rest of our, our folks that we were serving yesterday um, because he couldn't keep his mask on because his hand was shaking so violently that he couldn't get the mask around his ear. And then we discovered that, that a portion of his ear was not even there, so the, the, the loop of the mask wouldn't hang on his ear properly, and that's why his mask continued to fall off. And so we struggled with fr- trying to figure out a healthy way for us to interact with someone who desperately needed God's grace and hope and love. And I walked away from that situation yesterday and really felt the struggle of not knowing exactly what to do. I was stretched in a new way in my own ministry and and didn't know how to actually love someone who was in such great distress physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. But I realized late yesterday that by this gentleman just being present and we being present with him, that God can actually stretch to him and offer him hope and love and peace. And so maybe we weren't able to have a very good conversation yesterday. Maybe we were able to give him some groceries and not help him with um, the physical shaking that he had or, or to, to fix everything that was going on with him in that moment. But I do believe that God working through Christ Church and the people of our food pantry and our sidewalk Saturday, we were, to able, we were able to give this gentleman a glimpse of hope and peace and love. He never uttered the words, have mercy on me, but I think he was feeling it and thinking it. And we were, to able, we were able to offer God to him that day. We were stretched. 
We are stretched in new ways of how to interact with people who are in desperate need. And so our challenge this day and in the days to come is to continue to be stretched, to allow God into our hearts and in our lives so fully that we would be stretched in new ways and in new ways of life and new ways of being and new ways of extending God's love to the world. It's a different time, a different place. I'm actually preaching to a camera. That means how different, that's how different it is this day. So the reality for us, folks, is that we are being stretched, and stretching is good for us. It makes us more pliable and adaptable, and it gives us the warm muscles of our heart and our mind and our spiritual life to actually respond to the people that God places in our lives. Be stretched and allow God to love you and love through you those who are around you. Amen.